The LA Kings saw their five-game winning streak come to an end. I'll tell you why their latest loss was a missed opportunity. That and more on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. As we enter a new week, we're at 1,438 subscribers at last check. Uh, We have a goal of getting 100 new subscribers every month, and we have done that now for six straight months. And we've already passed that uh, threshold for the month of March. Uh, This past week, we added 71 new subscribers. So thank you guys again so much for all the support of the show on the YouTube channel. Really appreciate it. Awesome to keep that streak going. And I may have to check to see what the record number of subscribers is for a single month because we uh, we may break that record uh, so far this month. So great to have any new subscribers on board. Uh, And if you haven't subscribed yet, uh, doing so really helps to get the channel more recognized. So Uh, Thank you to everybody who took the time to subscribe this past week. Thanks to everyone who has subscribed in the past. And uh, thank you to anyone who decides to subscribe going forward. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years of the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's putting out content for the past 16 years. And of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. The LA Kings have just 15 games left in the regular season as they look to secure a playoff spot and hopefully home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs. Now, the Kings entered their weekend on a season-high five-game winning streak, and unfortunately that came to an end with a frustrating 2-1 shootout loss at home against the Nashville Predators. Quick recap of the game, the Kings' lone goal came in the opening period with defenseman Mikey Anderson scoring his fourth goal of the season, adding to his career high. Now he has just eight goals in his career. So uh, it's uh, been a big offensive season so far for Mikey Anderson. But that was it. That was the only goal of the game for the LA Kings. Goaltender Phoenix Copley was the tough luck loser. He allowed just one goal on 30 shots in regulation and overtime. And we're going to update you on the Kings goaltending competition in a bit. But the Kings were playing without leading scorer Kevin Fiala, who thankfully is day-to-day after that scary knee-on-knee collision in the Colorado game. Although, didn't the Kings say that Victor Arvidsson was day-to-day before the playoffs started last year and he ended up having back surgery? I'm not saying that they're not telling the truth on Kevin Fiala, saying he's day-to-day. I'm just saying in hockey, sometimes they're not completely honest on what's going on. Uh, It was encouraging to see Kevin Fiala in that Colorado game go back on the ice to try and test out the knee and decided not to do it, but... We'll see. Um, Everything I'm hearing is that this is going to be an injury that's not going to keep him out for a while, that he'll be back at least before the playoffs, but it is still a concern. And we'll see. Uh, There was no doubt that the Kings missed Fiala's offense and his creativity, both five on five and on the power play against Nashville. But the Kings just seemed off all night long. And it didn't help that the ice uh, seemed to be worse than usual. Uh, The puck was bouncing all game long. Now, there was a Clipper game at Crypto.com Arena just hours before, 
Um, and, you know, afterwards, it was pretty clear the players knew the ice was a problem. They said all the right things. You know, they tried to not make it an excuse. Um, and it is something they've had to deal with before. But I think to say that it wasn't a factor uh, is not accurate. I know Tom McClellan said afterwards both teams had to play on the same ice, and that is true. However, when you have bad ice, uh, that favors the less skilled team. And when you look at the rosters for both L.A. and Nashville for that game on Saturday, there was no doubt the more skilled roster was with the L.A. Kings. Um, but unfortunately, it was part of the issue for the LA Kings it wasn't the entire issue, but it was part of the issue. Um, I thought LA Kings forward, Adrian Kempe summed it up pretty, pretty well afterwards when he said, quote, I think we had the chances to win the game. I think we played okay enough to win the game. It just didn't bounce our way. And it felt all night tonight. Uh, it was difficult out there tonight. Nothing with the structure or anything. It just didn't bounce our way and didn't feel good out there in general, just difficult and a little frustrating end quote. And I was at the game and that's pretty much how it felt to me watching the game. Uh, the Kings just never got into any kind of a flow offensively. Um, now Nashville is a tough team to play against and, and you got to give credit to them. But again, looking at the rosters of the two teams, uh, you know, this was a Nashville team that didn't have their top score in Philip Forsberg. Uh, they were starting their number two goaltender, Kevin Lankin and not their number one goaltender, UC Soros, who's really good. And just up and down the lineup, it was a, it was names of a bunch of guys that are, you know, okay, but not great. Um, the Kings definitely, like I said, had the better lineup uh, and and should have had uh, the better talent to get the win, um, but it just didn't happen, unfortunately, for the Kings. And yeah, they did pick up a point, um, but against that team with that roster and that lineup, that's not good enough. Uh, the Kings need to get two points in games like that. So a missed opportunity for the LA Kings uh, not getting two points. Um, we're going to get more into the Pacific Division standings uh, in a moment, but Vegas is rolling right now, and the Oilers and Kraken are playing some really tough competition like Toronto and Dallas and the Kings playing against a team, Nashville, that's not going to make the playoffs this year. Again, got to get two points out of those games. I know Nashville isn't going to just roll over and they did play hard and they did a lot of good things to make the, make it difficult for the Kings. But like I said, the Kings had the better roster. They need to get those two points on home ice the way they're playing lately. Uh, that was a missed opportunity. Now I know that Kevin Fiala was out, um, but missing even your leading scorer shouldn't have been that big of an impact. I don't think, um, you know, you still have Adrian Kempe. You still have Gabe Velarde. You still have Andre Kopitar. I mean, that should be enough, frankly, against a team like Nashville. Victor Arbitson, I thought, actually stood out, had a lot of quality chances, good shots on goal, but he also couldn't get it in the net. Um, and I also didn't care for the Kings' overall strategy in the game. Now, I get it. You've, you've come into this game. You've won five in a row, so you're not going to change anything up. But as the game went on and it became obvious that things weren't clicking, for the Kings based on the ice or whatever the factors were. That's when it's time to go back to basics, get shots on goal and crash the net. And the Kings really didn't do that. Now, Nashville did do a good job blocking shots. They had 21 block shots in all. But the Kings were surprisingly outshot in the game by Nashville. LA only had six shots on goal in the second period and only eight shots on goal in the third period. Kings power play, which has been a strength of late, has gone cold. 
Kings are just one for their last 19 with the man advantage. They were 0 for 3 in the game against Nashville. And most concerning is that the Kings are having a hard time just getting the power play set up at all. Uh, the Kings did have a big opportunity with a power play, about two minutes and 30 seconds left in regulation. And despite winning the faceoffs and holding the puck in the Nashville zone for over a minute on the power play, the Kings got one shot on goal. Uh, now, it's not realistic to expect the Kings to win every game. And again, Nashville's not a terrible team. But again, I do think this was definitely a missed opportunity for the Kings. They got one point, should have gotten two. And uh, as we've said, um, things are really heating up in the Pacific Division. All four teams that are going to make the playoffs are playing pretty well right now. And so with the Kings playing some lesser competition coming up, again, need to bank those two points to make sure they get home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs at least. Now, the Kings overall have been playing well. And head coach Todd McClellan, I think, has done a good job. But uh, after the big road win over the Avalanche and with Sean Dursey still out of the lineup and with Jordan Spence playing a solid game in Colorado, why was Spence taken out of the lineup against Nashville? And most importantly, coming off, you know, he, you're taking him out of the lineup is removing the quarterback on that second power play unit. He puts Sean Walker back in and he puts him in that position of running that second power play unit. And again, this is a power play that's struggling right now. And this is a guy in Sean Walker who hasn't done this all year. I don't understand that decision. Uh, Jordan Spence, and again, I just full disclosure, I'm a big fan of Jordan Spence, but that doesn't matter. Jordan Spence, again, has run a power play all season long in the AHL with Ontario. He has experience at that. And with great success, by the way. Uh, Dursey out to me means Sean Spence or sorry, Jordan Spence should be in the lineup every game. If Dursey is out, uh, and I don't, I don't get again, putting Sean Walker in that position. If you're going to, if you're going to, if you feel like you have to have Walker in the lineup for whatever reason, then have Matt Roy run that second power play. He's, he's a much more skilled offensive player. I'm not pinning it all on Sean Walker. Not at all. I'm just saying, I don't, understand that decision if Dursey's out Spence should be in I I don't 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 overthink this I don't I don't don't understand the decision I really don't um also McClellan once again I decided not to play Arthur Kaliev um again your power play is struggling he's got eight power play goals on the season that's still second on the team even though he's not played a lot lately um Again, Todd McClellan decided to go with Zach McEwen. And McEwen had a couple of decent shifts early where he threw the body around. But after that was a total non-factor. If he's going to stay in the lineup, he has to do what he did very early in the game for three periods. Otherwise, I don't see much much sense in having him in the lineup. Again, Kaliev, even if you want to say, and I've said it before, five on five, he's not great. But Five on four, he's pretty damn good. And with the Kings power play struggling, one for 19 on the power play, uh, get Arthur Kaliev in the lineup. Utilize that strength. Um, Carl Grunstrom also playing again, not doing a whole hell of a lot. Um, you know, I know there's kind of a rotating door with one of those wing spots um, on the fourth line with Kevin Fiala being out of the lineup. Uh, but maybe throw at Jared Anderson Dolan in there just to see if he can get something going. Not a huge complaint with that, frankly. But like I said, Jordan Spence, if Sean Dursey's out, I want Spence in the lineup. And let's get Arthur Callie about there to help out that power play and see if we can't get that 
on track a little bit. Thankfully, the Kings are, I think it's 4-0-1 while they're 1-19 for on the power play. So at least it hasn't come back to bite them yet. Record-wise go, points-wise go. But I don't, I don't know. You tell me. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a feedback show coming up on Thursday. You tell me if I'm crazy. Am I am I missing something here? I don't know. I, it seems like a pretty easy choice to make, and I hope we see it going forward soon. Um, well, hopefully, Sean Dursey gets back in the lineup. But like I said, if he's out, I want Jordan Spence in, and let's get Arthur Callie back in the lineup as well for what he can do on the power play. One other note, I did want to mention that defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov playing in his fifth game with the LA Kings since coming over. From the uh, at the trade deadline, and I'm not going to go so far as to say good things happen when he has the puck, but it does seem like no bad things happen. You know, at the very least, he does the smart things like just clearing it out of the zone. You know, it may not result in a king's possession or you know a chance down the other end, but it just seems like he doesn't make any bad decisions. Uh, he's got a good hockey IQ. I like his positioning. Uh, he's just a really solid player, and uh, really have enjoyed seeing what he brings to the LA Kings since he's come over from the trade at the trade deadline from Columbus. All right, let's check in on the Kings goalie competition uh, after another solid game from a Kings netminder. And we also have some news on a former Kings goalie who can't seem to lose with his new team. That is coming up in just a second. But first, I want to remind you that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by our friends over at Athletic Greens. Uh, With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day, and it's just one scoop and a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easier, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so after every LA Kings game, we are going to check in on the goalie competition uh, between Phoenix Copley and Jonas Corposalo. And these are numbers, again, since the trade was made to bring Corposalo to L.A. Um, this is not taking into account the season uh, for Phoenix Copley. It's not to discount it either. But I think it's only fair if you're going to have a goalie competition between two, two goalies, you start when the two goalies were on the team together. So after the Nashville game, Phoenix Copley, his record since the trade, 2-0-1 now. Uh, he did lower his goals against average from... 2.01 to 1.63, also lowered or increased, his, I should say, his save percentage from 0.901 to 0.932. He's now allowed five total goals on 73 shots. And of course, his overall record, 24 and three after that shootout loss to Nashville. As for Jonas Corposalo, who we expect to see on Tuesday against the New York Islanders, 2 0 record, 2.01 goals against average, 929 save percentage. He's allowed four goals on 56 shots since joining the LA Kings. Now, the latest start by Phoenix Copley, although a loss, uh, did nothing in my eyes to hurt his chances of being the number one goalie for the LA Kings when it's all said and done. Uh, it's it's still a very close race, but Copley did his job and then some in the game against Nashville, allowing one goal in regulation and overtime 
And he allowed, you know, one of the two shooters he faced in the shootout. The Kings went 0 for 3 in the shootout. Uh, normally, that performance by Copley is plenty good enough to get his team a win. Flat out, Copley did his job, and his teammates didn't have his back uh, against the Predators. So we'll see how Corpusalo does in his next start. Again, we think it'll be against the New York Islanders, but we'll see. But so far, so good in this goalie competition, if you want to call it that. Um, like I've said all along, I think the best case scenario is that both goalies play great the rest of the way. And in the end, the Kings have a difficult decision to make as to who will be the number one goalie going into the postseason. Um, if it's truly a dead heat, if they're just flat out even, then you would think the Kings would lean towards Phoenix Copley for what he's done all season long for the Kings. But also remember, Jonas Corposalo, uh, he is a free agent after this season. And if he plays well the rest of the way, the Kings would likely want to re-sign him. Now, the 28-year-old, again, an unrestricted free agent. And if he wants to, you know, stick in L.A., um, it could hurt how he feels about re-signing with the Kings if he plays well the rest of the way and they go with Phoenix Copley when the playoffs come around. So there's that little caveat uh, in this decision as well. It'll be very interesting to play out, but like I said, hopefully, best case scenario, both guys play great down the stretch and we'll pick one or the other to start and it's kind of too close to call. Speaking of goalies, are you paying attention to what's going on in Las Vegas? Jonathan Quick did it again over the weekend. He posted a 33-save shutout over the top one of the top teams in the NHL, the Carolina Hurricanes, on the road. Quick is now 3-0 as a golden knight since joining Vegas, his goals against average is 1.97. It was 3.50 with the Kings. His save percentage is 939. It was 876 with the Kings. Now I have no regrets about that trade. I'm not going to have any regrets about that trade because when it happened, it made the Kings better. And it's not about me not wanting to admit I was wrong. I can admit I was wrong if that turns out to be the case. Um, but I still believe that what we've seen from Jonathan Quick so far, I'm not completely sold. Uh, still have to see it to believe it when it all plays out as far as how he does the rest of the way. And I've said if he ends up having the last laugh, then I will tip my cap to Jonathan Quick and give him the credit that he has deserved. Um, and look, it would be a great story for the NHL if the Kings and the Golden Knights met in the playoffs and Jonathan Quick was in net. That would get a lot of headlines. It would get a lot of eyeballs. It would get a lot of attention, a lot of talk. Um, but I know I would rather not see that. And it's not because I'm scared of Jonathan Quick coming back to haunt the LA Kings. It's just really uncomfortable for me. I know a lot of fans out there have kind of picked sides one way or the other. Uh, some of you are huge Jonathan Quick fans and you're going to support him. Regardless, doesn't mean you aren't rooting for the Kings. You're still a Kings fan, but you also have a lot of love and admiration for Jonathan Quick and you want him to do well, even in that uniform. Then there's the other side of the coin. Fans that are like, he's dead to me. He's playing on another team. He's in competition with the Kings. I'm not rooting for him. I appreciate everything he did when he was here, but he's not here anymore, so... Whatever. And then there's the rest of us who are kind of in the middle. That's where I find myself. Uh, I mentioned it when I watched his first game with Vegas. I watched it just because I wanted to, I was curious. 
And I couldn't find myself to root against him, but I sure as hell wasn't rooting for him. It's just a weird limbo that I think a lot of Kings fans are in right now when it comes to Jonathan Quick. But so far, credit where credit is due. He's looked really, really good with Vegas. Uh, we'll see how it goes from here on out. If they start to get healthy, um, they've got decisions to make as far as who's going to start a net. But, you know, if you're winning, hard to take a guy out of the net. But um, so far, so good for the Vegas Golden Knights and Jonathan Quick. And uh, so far, not so good for a lot of us who are still having some issues kind of dealing with that. Uh, we are going to check in on the Pacific Division standings. Going to talk about the Vegas Golden Knights and the LA Kings and uh, see where the Kings stand as far as getting home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs. But I do need to remind you, today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is also brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. They are so delicious you won't think they're good for you. They are covered in 100% real chocolate and come in unbelievable new flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Not sure how Built does it, but uh, they have this protein bar that really tastes more like a candy bar. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get a box. You can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. They are in the pharmacy section. In addition to the new flavors, they have old favorites too, like cookies and cream, double chocolate, and coconut puffs. Built Bars, protein bars that taste like candy bars. All right, as we do each Monday, it is time to check in on the Pacific Division standings for the start of a new week. And no change to the top four from a week ago. And as we have seen for many, many weeks now, the Vegas Golden Knights continue to lead the pack 41, 20, and 6 for 88 points. They went 3 and 1 since our last Monday show. So over the past week, 3 and 1 for Vegas. They picked up wins over Tampa Bay, Carolina, and St. Louis. They did lose to Florida. Uh, coming up this week for Vegas, they play at Philadelphia on Tuesday. They host Calgary on Thursday, and then Sunday they're at home against the Blue Jackets. As for the LA Kings, staying in that second spot where they've been for many, many weeks, uh, 38, 20, and 9 for our Kings, 85 points. They went 2-0-1 over the past seven days. Wins over Washington and Colorado. Of course, the shootout lost to Nashville. Coming up this week for the Kings, they host the Islanders on Tuesday. They host the Blue Jackets on Thursday, and they host the Canucks on Saturday. So, uh, the Islanders are definitely in a wild card race in the East, so they're playing for something. Columbus is one of the worst teams in the NHL. Vancouver is right there as well. So, again, big opportunity for the LA Kings to pick up some points here against some lesser competition. The Islanders game will be tough, uh, but for Columbus and Vancouver, those are games the Kings need to win. Uh, so we will look going forward to see if that happens or not. Uh, third place in the Pacific, still Seattle. At 37, 22, and 7 for 81 points. They went 1, 1, and 1 over the past seven days. They beat the Ducks, lost to Ottawa in regulation, and lost to Dallas in overtime. This week for Seattle, they've got uh, the Stars again coming up tonight. Very weird on the schedule that they host Dallas in back-to-back games. That's like something we saw during the COVID season. Uh, on Thursday, the Kraken are at San Jose. And then Saturday, a big game against the Edmonton Oilers up in Seattle. Speaking of Edmonton, they're still in fourth place. They're still the number one wildcard team right now in the West. Just one point, though, behind Seattle. Record of 36, 23, and 8. They went 2-1 and one over the past seven days. Wins over Buffalo and Boston. Lost to Toronto. Coming up this week for the Oilers, they've got uh, a home game against Ottawa on Tuesday. Thursday at home against the very good Dallas Stars team. And then again, that big game in the Pacific Division this week. It is the Oilers at the Kraken Saturday in Seattle. So again, Vegas 88 points in first, 
LA 85 points in second, so three points back of Vegas. They've played the same number of games now, by the way. No games in hand now for Vegas at this point. Seattle 81 points in third place. Edmonton 80 points in fourth place. If the playoffs started today, the Kings would host the Kraken in the first round of the playoffs. And I have to say, I think I'd rather not win the division if the current playoff matchups hold because the reward for the Vegas Golden Knights to win the Pacific Division right now is to face the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche in the first round. Uh, I think I'd rather take my chances uh, with the Kings against the Kraken. No disrespect to Seattle. They are some playing some very good hockey this year. But uh, yeah, that would be a tough first-round matchup if you're the top team in the West to take on the defending Stanley Cup champs in the opening round. Uh, looking ahead to this week for this show, Locked on LA Kings, I mentioned it earlier, we are going to have a feedback Thursday show this week because Friday we'll be recapping the Kings game against the Blue Jackets. That's Thursday night. So again, feedback Thursday show this week. We'll be reading your questions and your comments about anything going on with the LA Kings, anything we've talked about on this show or anything we've talked about uh, in the shows coming up. Always uh, welcome your comments by sending me an email. And the email address is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. You can also obviously post your comments on the YouTube episodes below. I read all the comments and uh, try and pick out a few that I think are particularly interesting. Um, as always, welcome you guys to follow us on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings, and you can post comments there as well. And we're on Instagram as well. It's also Locked on LA Kings. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we are scheduled to be joined by the LA Kings insider, Zach Dooley. Looking forward to that conversation. Uh, and as always, want to thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen, but make your second listen. Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysts that only Locked on can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked on NHL. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eddie Garcia. Good to start a new week with you guys. Thanks for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.